Welcome back to the Talking Reality Podcast. In today's episode, we are talking bodybuilding with the current junior Mr. Universe. Now, Kaya, at the age of 21, has achieved things in bodybuilding that many can only dream of. Bodybuilding is a sport that we've become obsessed with the destination and don't always appreciate the journey. Today, we're going to find out what it takes to get to that destination. A round of applause for your junior winner. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the podcast, man. How you thank doing, bro? You. I'm very good. I'm very good. Thank you for having me on and thank you for traveling down to see me i know it's a three hour uh, journey man but i know i know are we expecting an invoice for the fuel <laughs> <laughs> we want our money's worth your, your, your secretary be getting one don't you worry mate <laughs> you'll be getting your money's worth don't worry well let's get straight down to the business then man because people want there's a lot of things that we're going to discuss in this podcast that, that people want to know so first and foremost how and why did you get into bodybuilding and did your childhood play a significant role <sighs> Yes, I've, I've, it's a heavy it was, topic, man, but let's go. Yeah, I think social conditioning with a lot of people and a lot of uh, places they end up has got a big part to do with why they end up where they are and how they end up there. And for me, it was from a young age, I got picked on a lot, bullied a lot as a kid. Um, obviously, as a shorter male, I was a lot shorter than a lot of the rest when I was younger. Um, so I was always the easy target, you could say, and found myself in many situations where I was the outcast. Um, so for me, the, f the first time when it started to really affect me was when I moved to Cyprus as a kid at five um, for three years and I moved back in like mid uh, year three, so I was only eight. So to come back into a, a primary school at that age was a very, very strange demographic to try and slip back into. Um, and as hard as it will be for people to realize, at that age, I was subject to bullying, discrimination, racism as well. I weren't even I weren't even what I would class someone that would, would be affected by racism. Um, a lot of layers. Bad, and how bad was the racism? Um, like as a kid, when 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 I come back to school in this country, it was like from eight years old until the end of when I finished school, I never settled ever. Um, so I try and play football, try and play basketball, and it was always now nah, the little monkey kid can't play because I was I was dark, I was tanned, I'd been in the hot country for three years, and it was like for years and years and years I was always separated I was always the outcast and different in a way but then it got to a certain point where I just started to not lose faith in people and lose faith in humanity but I thought you know what I don't need friends I don't need people in my life so I think that trust barrier goes up and that 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 personal protection kicks in so even from a young age I've always been an isolated individual um, so as soon as I could do something about the height and try and gain some mass and gain a bit of size, I was in the gym straight away. 16 years old, I was there um, and I got obsessed with it very, very quickly. Do you think you found comfort in discomfort? So, you know, p success is often deemed to be quite a lonely road, man. And like from watching you and learning from you, from just following your socials and obviously I obviously hired you as a coach, man, and you were a great coach. Thank you. Um, do you find, you know, that the idea of being lonely is is that something that you've kind of needed to to find the success you've had so far? I think it's very important for people to spend a lot of time by themselves to actually find themselves and understand who they are and where they're headed. Because if you surround yourself with 
enough people heading in the wrong direction, eventually you'll be brainwashed to think that's the right place to go. Um, because obviously where you are and who you're around determines where you're going to end up being long term. So for me, it was kind of like I never fitted in with society anyway, so why try now? So as soon as I started getting into bodybuilding, the, the first time I ever saw a bodybuilder was my uncle. He was a WBFF professional athlete. Wow. Um, so genetically, I knew that if I, if I wanted to do it, it was in the bloodlines. It's, <laughs> it's in the use of blood. Saw um, the blueprint. Huh? It's in the use of blood. Yeah, yeah. So like when I was young and we went to a water park for the first time, my uncle um, and everyone was like, fuck me. Like, they're all staring and he's got washboard abs, covered in veins, shredded all the time. And it's like, I wouldn't mind being that guy. Um, but I was only sort of like nine, ten at the time. So he'll probably see, he'll probably watch this and think, oh, it's nice to know now that I, <laughs> I, I was the one that kicked it off for you. Um, but it was, that was straight away, instead of sort of feeling sorry for myself for being short and skinny and just accepting it, it was like, try and find a solution to this problem. And just started researching bodybuilding, muscle gain, strength training. Literally, I was going on Google and just Arnold workout or old school bodybuilding workout. And I think it was just learning and understanding how you can progress yeah. at something, which is such an individual sport. But the only way you can do it is by not cheating the process. So it was something which I saw as a long-term lifestyle that could give me happiness and find me a place where I was comfortable and something that I was actually naturally gifted at. But I put on a lot of muscle very fast um, and I gained a lot of strength very, very quickly. But even when I first started out and I said I wanted to become a bodybuilder, people laughed. Um, there was more people that said it was un not doable as opposed to the ones that supported me. Um, and Why do you think they just Just that? because a lot of people, everyday gym goers would love and dream about the idea of being a bodybuilder or building that much tissue and getting to that size. They'll try it for a few weeks, fail and just think, oh, fucking hell, that's not doable. Not go that's again. impossible. And then you see this little dweeby 16 year old that says, oh, I'm going to be a bodybuilder. First thing you're going to do is tell him, oh, don't waste your time. It's, it's, you can't be doing it. But that's when I knew I was different because every time someone told me you couldn't do so, I wanted to try and do it, whatever yeah. it was. And it was like, that's not normal. But normal doesn't stand out. And I accepted that. I took on the challenge and I fell in love with bodybuilding because it was something which naturally I was very gifted at. So gaining tissue and putting on the size was like, Jesus, this is the problem to, this is a solution to all my problems. So yeah. were, were people treating you differently once you put on some size? No, it got worse. So really? For the, yeah, so when I first started putting on muscle, it was like, um, well, before you were just short and skinny, but now we'll try and beat you down for being short and trying to make yourself better. So it's like, I got a, quite a bit of support from people, but again, you get more haters. Um, but you oh, got to, sure, man. you just got to embrace it. And I think it's because I was progressing so quickly. Um, you just find yourself attracting a lot of negative people. But it's that old quote, like a, sink, a ship will only sink from the water that's around it if you let it in. But that you're always going to have to float in that same water. And that water is going to be filled with dangerous things that could bring you down. Only if you allow it to get into the ship. Um, or you just you keep on sailing for all the bullshit and you keep pushing on and I just kept going and five years later I'm a six-time bodybuilding champion I've, I've placed top five in international pro qualifiers I've competed at the Arnold Sports UK I've recently won the Mr Universe um, I've won the PCA UK Open at 19 in a men's category and I've just kept my head down and got on with it and I think it's more important than 
talking to just keep your head down and do the work and once you can get the results then you get the respect and that's what I've seen more more so than talking about what I'm going to do is just go out there and do it mate you yeah, fucking <laughs> you throw me a bit there man like to achieve all that at 21 and you're so level headed you've got a great mindset like that and the way you look at life it's rare for someone of that age yeah like I know at 21 I didn't view the world that way Absolutely not. I think were you were you an anomaly in, amongst your like friendship circle? Or yeah, I've, I've I've always struggled with French friendships, right? Um, because I'm quite as a person with ADHD and a and a brain that doesn't filter things. I'll say if, if it's on my mind, um, and it up, tends to upset a lot of people, and not because I'm trying to be a prick, but if it's on my mind, I'll say it. So if you are doing something out of line, or there are people who are behaving around me which are really not contributing to me in a positive way, I'm going to address it. Um, and time and time again, that has happened and I've ended up falling out with people and it's been a year or two years for people to turn around and say, fair enough, you were right about that person. But I think it's just important to let yourself be weird. For years, I was an outcast. For years, people were just taking the piss out of me for aspiring to be a, bod a bodybuilder. But I never let it get to me and I always accepted being the weird one and I just cracked on with it and I, do you know what because I loved it and I enjoyed it I found a passion and I pursued it but so many people are scared of becoming weird and scared of becoming different that they allow themselves to just settle in a in a job which they hate and they will happily just get by month to month because they're they're scared of what other people's opinions um, might be on them pursuing a, a goal and a passion but at the end of the day an opinion's an opinion. You're entitled to it, but if I don't, if it, if I don't respect it, um, and it's not something which <laughs> taking on board is going to be beneficial to me, then I'll just keep it moving and keep keep working towards my goals. Because at the end of the day, what you've got to remember, and something which stuck with me a lot, um, is we're mate, we're here once. Spot on. <laughs> it's, deep. it's deep, but it's, it's, we're all going to die. So yeah, why are absolutely. you going to die with regrets? That's it, yeah. man. You, you've got it. And, it's interesting you say about all those people doubting you and the bullies and, and you mentioned all those accolades, man, that you've achieved in such a short period of time. Like you've only been bodybuilding, what, five years? Uh, I'd done my first show at 17. Well, there you go, and you're 21 now. That's crazy, man. So like in four years. Like, um, can you imagine what those people think now? They must look, there must be some element of envy. Like, or jealousy. Yeah, yeah I think, yeah. I think because like, for me, it's not, and it's not about them. It's not about them. But what? Yeah. What kind of, I, I, the reason I, think, I bring up that point is because there's going to be people who sit there and listen to this that may be in a similar position to what you were at 16, 17, and yeah. think, "I feel hopeless. I feel lost." I, I think it's very important for somebody that gets hate to um, defy the odds, because what you might not realise is you might not only be impacting your own life and actually pursuing your own own goals, and nevertheless continuing to work towards achieving that, but you might actually enlighten that person who's put that negativity towards you in realising that, wow, what I've said actually hasn't hurt that person and maybe I'm just giving off this bullshit to them because someone's giving it to me and I'm passing it on because they've told me my goals were unachievable but this person's actually gone out there regardless of the hundreds of comments and bad messages they get and they've still achieved their goals. Now, for me, if I can defy the odds and help that person who has made a negative comment realize there's more to life than hating on people and maybe you should actually go out there and try and achieve your goals a lot of the time these people will send me a, a hateful negative message and I'll reply with I hope you have a better day tomorrow and I hope in the future you can see that 
giving out negative energy will not bring good things to your life and I wish you all the best. And when you reply to a, a horrible message like that, people don't know what to say and a lot of the time it makes them realise, wait a sec. You kind why, of backtrack, why, why these, yeah. Why have they just given me that response? Why have they not retaliated? And that's because it actually enlightens people to the fact that you're being a prick. Yeah. So stop being a prick and stop worrying about everyone else and stop trying to hate on other people because their current achievements are making you feel insufficient in your endeavours and just worry about yourself. You don't need to get sucked into this whole rat race competition of life because it's bullshit. You just need to focus on you, find a passion, find something you enjoy and get fucking good at it. And that's it. As long as you're happy, crack on. You hit the fucking head on the head there, man. Yeah. <laughs> you really have. Like, you're just making success sound simple. But really, when you dig right down into it, it actually is. The concepts are very simple. It's just you have to be very fucking consistent with it, don't you? That's the bottom Discipline line. And consistency, Discipline and consistency. Obviously, you've built your physique up now. When you look back at your transformation pictures, how does that make you feel? <laughs> um, I laugh at it. I laugh at it because it's like... <laughs> I look at that, that image of my body and... It's not. It wasn't even bad. That's what makes me me laugh about it is because I didn't even look bad. I had I had abs. I had veins in my arms. I had a decent shoulder um, foundation sticking out. And it's like that initial physique that I started with, which for years I allowed people to convince me was so shit and so bad that needed so much work. To this day, I'm still working on it, but. This cause that drive. It's that 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 social conditioning, that trauma from a young age. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you allow people to get in your own head, trust me, they will. But looking back on it, it's like that physique now would a lot of people would be happy with that. I would probably be satisfied with with that physique if I had it now, because I know that there's people out there who've got it a lot worse, who are three, four hundred pounds, overweight, can't walk, struggle to breathe, and then you've got people who are anorexic on a, on a deathbed getting fed through, through liquid because they, they can't eat and it's like for someone who was happy, healthy and actually had a good body with elite genetics at that age you can allow other people to belittle you so much and if you actually like I say let that water into the ship it will sink and then it's yeah, only when man. it hits rock bottom that's when you start digging your way out and you start finding a way of fixing this because you realise that you actually let other people tell you things about yourself that you've then believed, which you're actually bollocks. But you're talking about that, those sort of hateful messages that you had when you were smaller, right? Is that hate still there, but in a different form? Because when I see people looking at bodybuilders, they're like, yeah, but they're on steroids. And if I took them, I would look like that. But L we know that's not the Listen, truth. I, I think the most important thing is to understand haters are everywhere. They always will be, they always have been. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. They're anonymous. You can't identify a lot of them. There'll be keyboard warriors sat behind the screen. But what you need to realize is you will never in your life find a hater who is doing better than you or has achieved more than you or is heading in a, in a higher place of achievement than you. Because if you're putting out negative, hateful energy like that, the universe will drag you back and it will fucking punish you for it. And it's as simple as that. Haters will always be there. How you allow them to have an effect on your life is completely your decision. On that note, can anybody become a bodybuilder? And how much of a role do you think genetics play? Right, anyone can become a bodybuilder because to become a bodybuilder is to go to the gym on a daily basis, practice something and be consistent. That is yeah, bodybuilding, yeah. that is working on your physique. 
to b compete at the highest level. No, I, not everyone can be an open bodybuilder. Doesn't matter how much gear you take, doesn't matter how, how long you, you train for, if your genetics are not set up for you to be an open bodybuilder, accept it, work towards your strengths. Like I see a lot of guys who have got the natural um, foundation of wide shoulders, small waist, men's physique, if they pushed it up to their max, they would be a very good classic physique guy. But it's like, you need to understand genetics plays a huge, huge factor in bodybuilding, like it does with a lot of things. You can't be an NBA basketball player if you're not fucking tall. Hmm. Simple as that. That's the genetics of, of um, the, the NBA. The genetics of the NFL. If you're not big, tall, fast, and fucking strong. You need a lot of fucking you, you genetics. Can't be, yeah. You can't play NFL. It's like with, with football, if you're not fit, athletic, like you can, you can work on those things, but with bodybuilding, what genetics you've got determine how far you can go within a certain criteria. But I think it's, it's a case of understanding your physique, understanding your genetics, and just playing to your strengths. There's no point, if you're built for men's physique and you can be an amazing men's physique athlete, then yes, you can be a, a pro bodybuilder that if he works long enough and hard enough can make it to the highest level of that criteria but not every athlete's genetics are going to fit every category so it's very important to understand that you don't have to try and be the biggest bodybuilder to be the best bodybuilder just work to your strengths take time get guidance to professionals and just fit within a category that you can actually capitalize on your own abilities so work, um, work with the cards you dealt with and just maximize yeah like for me when I, when I first started competing I was a teen fitness model um, and then I moved from that to try and progress into to men's physique which I actually couldn't do because I got too big at the age of 17 which for me made me realize right that's not my category I've yeah. got the genetics to grow muscle easily yeah um, so I, I decided to move into bodybuilding at 19 years old but I think it's just very important that to, to understand not everyone can be a pro bodybuilder. Everyone can be a good bodybuilder if they work hard enough and long enough and consistently enough. But you have to understand that it is a sport where if you do have elite genetics, then those guys that are getting to these levels are doing so by training very hard, not actually probably taking as much, um, as much steroids as people would assume, but their body allows them to grow to this level because they are gifted for that. There's nothing you can do about that if you're not genetically gifted, but do not try and push the drugs to compensate for that because you'll end up in a position where you actually just fuck yourself even more when you could have just took your time, been patient, and played to your strengths all along. So I think it's, it's, it's the genetics thing is more about understand your genetics, play to your strengths, and try and maximize your, your potential within a specific criteria first. Why do you think there's so many non-bodybuilders taking steroids now? Laziness. Simple quick fix? That. Well, social, I think social media I, I think, and, and, and I, the I idea of a quick fix. Um, the social standard, which is set for a lot of men um, and a lot of women as well, that they feel like they need to live up to it. Um, when they see a lot of these these people on Instagram, what you don't realise is Instagram is just a it's just a highlights of the best bits. If I'm sitting there and I've let myself go, I'm not going to post a photo of it. I'm going to post of a course, throwback. Yeah. So you need to understand that not everything you see is real, and a lot of it to, to actually 
flip that on his head. Most of what you see, 90% on Instagram is glorified and it's fake and it's, it's bullshit. It's not actually a true representation of these people's lives. So people need to realize as well to stop taking social media as being so, so real and understand that it's all just everything with a little bit of fairy dust sprinkled on it. This is what I want you to see. This is what I want you to believe that I am all the time. And that can be negative because it makes people think they have to as well. Um, so obviously, like you say, they look for a quick fix and they look for a solution which um, they think might get them there, which in, in each situation obviously varies and depends on whether it's needed or not. Um, a lot of the time, not. But it's, it, it's a toxic generation of standards that have been set that people are trying to keep up with which is probably why people end up down that route a lot of the time I, I would agree with that i mean i know people that wouldn't go on holiday for example unless they're in shape and to some people that don't train or they're not sports people that sounds ridiculous because they book holidays all the time uh do you think that is part of the the toxic nature that has come out of this because bodybuilding's blown up now, hasn't it? And it's yeah. everyone's taking a, like a piece of it, whether it's for to actually compete or whether just to I want to do a, a local show and I want to look like that guy on stage. But you know, I don't want to go Kai Green on it, but I just want to look good. I think people need to relay back to the original um, goal setting rule that I have, and that is that it's if it doesn't fulfil a, a passion. And it's not something that you're really passionate about, whatever it is, bodybuilding, running, whatever. If you do not have a burning desire to want to be absolutely amazing at what you're doing, and it doesn't mean something to you deep down enough to the point where you will make sure that you get it done regardless of how you feel, regardless of what's going on in your life, regardless of any given circumstance, then it doesn't matter if you do a local show, it doesn't matter if whatever you do, you're not gonna do the best that you can unless it's something you've got a true passion for. So I think the the problem in bodybuilding a lot of the time is many people get into it um, for the wrong reasons, whether that's because they wanna just try and make some money from the industry, whether that's because they just want some clout on social media or a couple of likes. Do you think insecurity is a factor? 100%, 100%. I think a lot of people do it for validation. Yeah. Um, like. I can, I can do bodybuilding now. I can get on stage and it's, it's a big achievement. It's fucking hard. To finish a prep and get on stage is fucking hard. So for a lot of people that do it, they do it for the right reasons. I'd say probably for a small portion of the industry, there's, a, there's an amount of people that will get into it for the wrong reasons, that won't be able to stick to it long term, which in the end end up healthily affecting themselves um they end up affecting their health badly because of the things they take to try and rush the process for the outside validation but i think it just comes down to if it means something to you you'll take your time with it and it's stop worrying so much about what other people think yeah, like you man. say people won't go on holiday and they won't be seen out with a top off and things like That's that it. but if you are happy with your with a dad bod and you're happy with a belly that's fine. No one is telling you that that is not fine. If you are happy, because that is the most important thing in your life. But, if you are happy, but you, that's fine. You shouldn't allow other people to make you feel like, if I'm not in shape, oh, I'm, I'm and really dictate failing. Your feelings. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you say no one's telling you that, that that's not right. But I, 
I think. But then again, when, I, I can't. I can relate because I've been on the other end of the spectrum and I've actually used that and let it eat me up alive. So I can see it from both points of view. But you've managed to harness it and create something out of it. But it's like, for example, you look at like, say, for example, Love Island, where people are getting every single day these like very nicey shit. They're not they're not bodybuilders, granted. Yeah, yeah. These nicey like these nice physiques, right? Where these people have clearly they clearly work out and they, they look after themselves, right? And if that's getting beamed into your life constantly, daily. I'm not saying that that's telling you you have to look this way, but there's there's a subcon there's something going on subconsciously there, maybe even consciously, where you're getting fed that kind of those these images. Yeah. Social media does it as well. People are just getting carried away with trying to chase perfection when perfection isn't real. Doesn't so exist, man. Stop trying to be perfect and stop trying to beat yourself up for not being perfect because it's not something which you can ever have. Everyone is different, and I think the most important thing, which people need to understand just do what makes you happy and unfortunately I wrongly allowed people to not make me happy for something that was out of my control but instead of staying in that place for too long you can you can get to that place that 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 horrible mindset it's fine but if you stay there and if you move from there are two very different things totally agree with you man do you on on the issue of steroids though do you think there should be a safe place for people to purchase them because I know that that's often one of the reasons people have a very negative perspective on bodybuilding especially people outside the community is that there's, there's this perspective that bodybuilders are kind of getting their steroids you know from some dodgy drug dealer and there's no element of safety within it and there has been you know deaths of you know young men young women who, who've taken steroids well, you, see, you see it in the area that we're from in Wales a lot of these in the valleys, in the valleys. steroids are pumping through the valleys. Yeah. And the guys that are selling it, they're not doctors, man. They're not, they're not pharmacists. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's a bit... I personally think no, because I think it would be too easily accessible to a lot of people. Okay. Um, and I feel that if you are going to go down that route, it's something which you should do a lot of your own personal research from. You should actually take and use your own initiative to research labs, pharmaceutical um, manufacturers. There's many places which people can uh, product pharmaceutical grade products online. And it, it comes down to your own research a lot of the time as well to make sure that, listen, you're putting things into your body. Um, and the argument is strong to say yes, there probably should, there probably should be um, a, a way to do things safer, but it is an unregulated industry, and no one can, no one can regulate it because there is so much going on with coaches, with program sales, with um, with diet advice, with things that are true, things that are not true, so that people just you you can't trust what goes on out there. You need to just use your initiative and do your own research for yourself. To understand that if you are going to go down that route, find a trusted person or a trusted source that you can then receive products or um, etc. Whatever you need from from someone that you you've had one-to-one -one communication with that you trust, um, and that whether that's someone that's close to you or someone that's close to someone that you know, um, make sure that you're not just taking shit off of anyone, um, but as well. For a lot of people, I'd say, unless you're, you're doing it for a reason of taking bodybuilding very, very seriously, or you 
take your whole bodybuilding lifestyle very very seriously even if you don't want to compete that's fine but if you're going to go down that route in the first place you wouldn't you wouldn't go buy a ferrari put vegetable oil in in the engine and normal fuel um in in the car you wouldn't put vegetable oil in there just to save it so you gotta make sure that you're going out there and you're yeah. getting the best to, to use if you're going to use it but for the most people I'd say they don't even need to go down that route anyway yeah. um, I just think they need to be more patient be more consistent and actually get correct guidance instead of jumping the gun and getting things from people who they don't know because that's when it can get dangerous because if you if you're in the industry long enough um, and you work with people who have achieved enough you will have safe and uh, reliable content. So there's there's basically mentors out there that, you know, they've uh, been on that journey, so they, they I, know I think, where to source yeah, it. I think you just need to be very, very self-sufficient in yeah. this industry, and you need to be very self-aware um, to do your own research, because it's unregulated. So there's there's no, in, in today's day and age and the, the current situation, there's not too much you can do um, other than getting things tested. Um, so I think that would probably be the safest thing is if you do get things get it get it tested in a lab and just make sure that obviously what you're putting into your body is safe if you decide to do so i think you're just being realistic in your response yeah. man but i think you know we talked but didn't we about insecurity a lot of people get into bodybuilding through insecurity and i suppose that insecurity could lead you to take steroids but like you say man there is like this podcast right now is it, we're, we're kind of producing it in, in a way to yeah. kind of educate people 100 percent. there is there's things you can there's there's lots of information out there that you can you can access so well, i think if you're yeah. someone who's thinking what, about that go and access the right education go and access the right information yeah and what people need to understand as well is anabolics are medicine they would have been prescribed at some point pharmaceutically to medically address a problem yeah. so if you go and start taking medicine that you don't need that medicine's going to fuck you up even more so it's like people don't understand that and because there's been so many times where think if you got access to something which you couldn't get in the chemist and just started abusing it obviously there's going to be some bad outcomes so that public public perception of it and the the horror stories that are out there are a lot of the time horror stories from uneducated individuals who have led themselves led themselves to a place because of unfortunate uh, naive decision making and as well they've just not kept on top of things and checked their healthy and made sure they're even in a position where they can afford to, yeah. to use certain things or if they need certain things um so yeah mate, listen it's, it's a hard hard question to answer because there's so many ifs buts and maybes about the way you go around it but the grand scheme of things is if there was somewhere it would be great but then again how would you do it who would do it who gets the money would you tax it is it something which is like there's there's <laughs> there's so many no you're, you're so right, many man. i think i think in, if people need to understand that anabolics have got such a, a bad bad name but they're performance enhancing drugs for a reason yeah and used in the right quantities they will aid your recovery and your performance in some way shape or form abused like any drug they will kill you i think the majority of the people outside the bodybuilding world who like looking in they just i think the the perspective is it's oh that he's just he's just on loads of gear he's just jacked up i don't, I don't think really people really appreciate everything that goes on in prep 
the, the, the dedication to your diet, the dedication I would to personally, your training. I would personally fund a steroid cycle for someone to prove that wrong. And they can eat shit, do what they want, but I would prove that wrong. Um, the beauty standards of men has changed over the years, okay? So I can recall when the sort of Cristiano Ronaldo physique, or it would have been David Beckham back then, was the ideal frame to have. And then it sort of morphed into uh, a more like Chris Hemsworth, like now he's kind of bulked up for like movies like Four. And now we're seeing a shift into this kind of hybrid men's physique, sort of floating into bodybuilding. Yeah. Do you think that's a result of bodybuilding growing? Because I remember when I was younger, in our town, which is a small town, you could you would know who the bodybuilders are because they were very like few of them, yeah, right? It was, very few, it was yeah. so small. It was such a small community. Yeah. But it seems now like it's overflowing. Like, look at what like Gymshark promote. I mean, the guys that model for Gymshark sometimes they rope in like someone like Simeon Panda or an equivalent. Do you think? Do you think that perception of I gotta look like that has come from bodybuilding? I just think people need to um, reevaluate their own personal goals and understand that it's it's important to use people as inspiration, but do not get carried away with emulation. Do not try and recreate someone else because they are just becoming the best them. You cannot try and be the best someone else. Yeah. Just focus on being the best you. And if you being happy is still wearing a small t-shirt but being ripped under under there and having a solid washboard six pack, that's fine. If your physique makes you happy, that is fucking great. You know, I got up to 14 and a half stone, 95 kilos as, as the week after Mr. Universe waddling around in Barcelona and I fucking hated it. All my year, all my life, I've wanted to be big. I've wanted to be, I've wanted to be the, the strongest bodybuilder. But for me, I got up to that that size and that weight. And I'm going to tell people now, I do not glorify it. It was horrible. I was walking around, my breathing was heavy. I was sweating all the time. I was getting out of breath. And I've actually since stripped off two stone because I'm more comfortable at this size and at this weight. So you might see these other people looking a certain way on. Again, social media, it's negative comparisons all the time. And comparing yourself to other people is, is the number way of the gratifying your own achievements. So I understand it's important to use people for inspiration, but people get far too carried away in emulation. It's not. I think, you, I think you're spot on, man. I think one of the aspects is that people should really take control of what they allow into their life. So control what social media like pages you follow. Control what television yeah. uh, thing, things, things you watch on television, i.e. Love it's Island. It's hard though. It, it is it's hard because it's, it's hammered everywhere. at you. It's yeah. hammered at you. But, for example, if there's, a, if there's a, like a, someone on Instagram who you follow and every time you go on that page you feel low or you feel bad about yourself, unfollow them. Like, the, the, I think there's, I agree with you. I think the, like the, the beauty standard for men specifically ha, has evolved now into something that I think is, yeah. for, the, for most people probably isn't just... I, I myself am an, I'm an advocate of being sucked into the negative side of things. Um, I got, for the things that I got picked on, or picked on because of, I then really wanted to change. So the main things that I got bullied because of were my height, my, my build, my teeth, um, and just my look. So I got my teeth sorted out, um, I got, I fixed the way that my body was, and people will, <laughs> they will spot out what you don't realize at the time is maybe things that aren't perfect about you, but they all spot out the smallest little imperfections. 
Now, you can either, if you're happy with those and they're not imperfections to you, they're just imperfections to other people, then those other people trying to spot out the imperfections can go fuck themselves anyway if you're happy. And you don't need that sort of shit in your life. If they make a horrible comment, block them, delete them, remove them from your life. You don't need that. But, like I say, it all comes back to what you let in. External can only become internal if you let it. And it's all yourself. What do you process? What do you believe? What do you accept? And that comes down to what do you tell yourself about yourself? And what were you allowed to believe about yourself? And I didn't understand any of this. So before I had braces for three and a half years to fix my year, uh, to fix my teeth, before I went and got Botox done to try and get perfect skin, before I went Botox and I've had, I've had Botox done, I've had uh, braces for three and a half years, I had my teeth bleached and filed down to be level because uh, the, the comments I still Bugs Bunny that was I used to get called Bugs Bunny for years as a kid and it, and it hit me big so a little gap will open up in my teeth now and I'll, I'll have big insecurities about it but it's like I am guilty of letting other people make me feel like I am not good enough it is bullshit because I've paid the money I've fixed those things and you will still feel the same ways that you feel about certain things from time to time and it's fine to feel that way. I think this this negative portrayal of perfection is, is bollocks. It is bollocks. No one's perfect. Perfection is just a, a, a your perception. Your perception of perfection might be complete opposite to someone else's. But you've got not, to not allow the, the generalization that you think that that is perfect to make you feel like shit. So control what you take in, control what you accept and what you listen about yourself um, and look after yourself a bit more man, don't let people belittle you and talk down to you about things that aren't in your control and if it is in your control go fix it, don't cry about it go and work on it and oh. that way you can always sharpen your sharpen your tools and strengthen your, your allies in, in, a, in a sense yeah, man. so that you don't have any weak points because if you actually think carefully and take a step back, you'll realise the haters just point out the things that you can work on. You go away, work on them. Eventually, they got fuck all to say. So, I guess to finish, Kyle, to you know, in, in summary, like if somebody wanted to kind of emulate what you've done and get into coaching and get into bodybuilding, how would they go about doing it? Firstly, making sure it's a passion, um, which will not be easy because it took me a lot of different jobs and a lot of different career paths to understand what I wanted to do long term and where I wanted to go with my life yeah um, and like I, my first job I started as a pot wash washing dishes and then I was a waiter um, serving people eventually I got promoted to salads and sides um, in the kitchen and then show off it was yeah it was the big day when I got the dessert call as well mate Jesus <laughs> the amount of brownies I, uh, killing us. I got from there but it's like I, I went from career to career so I've done loads of things within a restaurant I then got an apprenticeship at a barber's at 16 because I walked out of uh, six one month for two days because I got picked on after my second day there and I was like, I'm not having this anymore. I can't do another two years of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I went into an, uh, a barber's, done the apprenticeship. I'd actually done my level two and, pre, two and three diploma uh, in anatomy, physiology and nutrition at 16. No one took me serious because I was too young. Little, It's just all being pushed back all the time. But from that, I then thought, you know what, fuck this. I'm going to go on Indeed. And I would apply for 54 jobs, which I remember the number because it took me a long time. Yeah, and yeah. if I get a few opportunities, I'm going to take it. And eventually I got two, ironically, two Turkish brothers uh, with a wine broking floor gave me a chance. And that's where I, I learned a lot about sales. I went into broking. I learned a lot about fine wine and um, 
understanding how to communicate with people and understand what their needs require for their portfolio at the time. And I, I was within the broking industry from 17 till near on 20. Um, and it was a, just under three years I spent up the city. And that for me was where I, I become a man because it's fucking hard. It's fucking hard. So I worked from there. I, I, then I moved over from uh, commodities with, with fine wine into stocks, gold and bonds. Um, and then some government EIS projects as well, which we had alongside. And that career path for me was when I realized that chasing the passion is more important than money um, because I got myself so stressed and so worked up for my career at the time. At the age of 18, I got a paycheck of 4,000 um, pound commission that done nothing for me. And I didn't, I thought, oh, <laughs> I thought I'd feel a little bit different when I was, uh, when I'd make that for the first time. And it was like a numb feeling. And I knew at that point to not keep chasing money and actually go and, do you know what? Do bodyboarding and find a way of making money from it. Um, and that's when I reverted back to my passion and my true love, where I just focused on getting very good at something that people would eventually be able to pay me for. Um, because it's easy to, I spent, it took me three years to realize that before, I, before I'd done so. And it took me three years to start earning that sort of money. Um, but once, once I did, I realized it wasn't just about the money, it was about enjoying my time making the money as well. Um, so it's important for people to not just chase financial success, but also do something which is fulfilling. So it took me a lot of different career paths, catering, finances, worked in fashion, store management. Um, I've done e-commerce, websites. I've done one-to-one -one PT and coaching, clothing. And it takes a while, it takes time. But if you do want to get into coaching, and you do want to become someone who is, you have to remember, you are a leader to a lot of people. As at the age of 21, I've worked with over 300 individuals and the majority are older than me as well. First part of that process is personal development. You must become a leader, you must become a coach and you must become a role model to people who the, they can take inspiration from, who would wish to emulate your success. Um, so get very, very good at what you do first have a passion for it and have a genuine want to help people and have an impact on their lives because for me I, I worked a lot for free when I first started out um, and it, it paid in my favor because I just focused on results and changing lives before I focused on getting payment um, and that will always work well in your favor so work for free get very good at what you do and just make sure that what you love is something that you can do for the rest of your life um, because that's where you're going to be. That's what you're going to be doing. Make sure you're having fun with it. Um, but in self-investment as well. So make sure you pump a lot into self-education. I had a, had a business mentor for, well, business mentorship for the first 18 months of my coaching career. And the second part was a £10,000 investment over a 12-month period where I was getting my mentorship. So don't be scared to reinvest and don't be scared to pay to learn from the highest achievers in the industry of what you want to work within so that you can master a craft because that's what it's all about, mastering a craft and providing a good service. I agree, man. You, you have to be open-minded and be a student to, to anything that you're going to pursue. Um, just one final question uh, to wrap up the podcast today. Do you see yourself ever competing on the Olympia stage? If I want to, I see it as completely achievable. If I want it, it's there if I want it. Anything I want, I can do. Um, if I decide that, right, the business is, for me, bodybuilding alone will not, will not pay. 
okay. but bodybuilding alongside business with a healthy balance will. So once my solid, solid foundation is in place financially and investment wise, I'm set long term, then I'll go for it. You can go all out When I want to go for it, I know that the possibilities are endless because anything I want, I can get. And I think any, everyone should think that way as well. Like me, you, we're, we're all genetically, we're all just men. Yeah. If you want something, you can do it and you just got to work for it. That's been Talking Reality Podcast, episode 18 with Kaya. We hope you enjoyed it. If you give us a like, subscribe, and a follow, it'd be hugely appreciated. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, Kaya. Thank you.